Are we excited tonight? Family, are we excited tonight? Amen and amen and amen. We've been journeying over the past few weeks just on the topic, uncommon favor. And as I was asking Prophet Geva, I say, Pops, what do you want me to preach on this coming Sunday? And he says, listen, um, well, we're still on the topic of uncommon favor as the Lord leads you. But one of the things that jumped into my spirit was already back in the day. I don't know if there's anybody who's been with us from, from pre-COVID days. And I think there are quite a number of people who've been with us from pre-COVID times. We used to have a song. I don't know, Aiden will, will correct me. But we used to have a song. I can't remember who wrote it, who came up with it. But there was a killer song. What do I mean by that? It was a song that whenever I felt discouraged, I felt like, you know what? I'm just going to start this singing this song, right? And the song was like, Oh, we are highly favored, deeply loved, abundantly blessed. Here's another song. Who knows the song? Pastor Shannon, thank you so much. Humalema, thank you so much. The people exposing themselves from pre-COVID times. Amen. But I know some other faces I hear as well. And Pastor Shannon was saying the other time that she was here from the foundations of this church, literally. So she'd remember everything. But it was a fantastic song. It was an amazing song. And every time I remember growing up and around the 2014, 2015, I think it was around 2016, if I, 2015, around there. And every time when I would get discouraged, and mind you, I was not even a member of the churches yet. I was visiting. And I heard this amazing song that they wrote because then afterwards, I went out looking for the song, asking myself, who is the artist of the song? I want to play it in my car. And the whole time I've been singing, oh, we are highly favored. Because wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. The more I said it, the more I saw the favor of God upon my life. The more I confessed it, the more I spoke it, the more I saw the favor of God in my life. And tonight I just want us to have a short journey, just speaking a little bit about the favor of God. And we've been taught quite a lot about the favor of God. But if you may allow me and just bear with me as we continue, some of the things that I've learned throughout the years about the favor of God is that the favor of God or God's favor is the power that changes things for us. God's favor is the power that changes things for us, all right? So I'm going, I've bulleted everything. The moment I heard that Apostle is in the house, I, I so much started having a nervous breakdown and it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but it's such an honor, Apostle. <laughs> Amen. So what God's favor is the power that changes things for us. God's stepping in into our situations to make a worthwhile difference. God's favor is the highway to connect you to your destiny. Some, some of just key things that I've learned over the years. God's favor connects us to our destinies. How many of us want to be connected to destiny? You know, I've, 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 I've really walked and I've really in my short journey as a Christian and as, 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 as a, in my walk with God, one of the things, or rather let me say also in ministry, one of the things that you see is that people walk without knowing what their destinies are, what their purpose is in life. They walk and, and some of them even end up in the grave. 
without even having an idea of what the purpose was or what the destiny was. But the favor of God connects us to our destinies. This excites me. I think in our journey tonight and just to, to point out a few things that I want to encourage us with tonight is I want us to look at two stories. I want us to look at two people in the Bible that I feel that the favor of God, it changed the, the trajectory. I'm trying to use big words. It changed the trajectory of their lives. It changed the whole future. It changed everything that was to come because they found favor with God. First story that we read about is in the book of Luke chapter 1 verses 28. If you don't know the story, this is a story when the angel Gabriel was sent to go and speak to Mary. And the birth of Jesus was foretold. So the angel arrives in Mary's house. Mary is about her business, doing her thing. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. Oh my goodness. If an angel came and greeted me like this, man, oh man, nothing would stop me. I would go out everywhere and say, listen, I'm highly favored. I'm highly favored. Did you hear the news? I'm highly favored. Hey, did you hear? I'm highly favored. By the way, you didn't, you didn't hear anything, but, but I'm highly favored. I just wanted to share with you guys. So imagine now the angel comes to Mary and says, listen, greetings. Good evening. Hello. You who are highly favored. Amen. The Lord is with you. So, but here's the thing is that Mary becomes startled about it. And I mean, it is a little bit startled. It's an unusual greeting. It's unusual greeting. And I dare you, I challenge you. From now on, if you're married in the morning, when you wake up, just say, good evening, good morning, you who are highly favored. I'm sure Dion, you'll get breakfast in bed. Just try it. You know, I'm not married. I can't be, for, I can't be certain, but I think it will work, right? So, but then Mary, Mary was startled. Mary was greatly troubled at these words that said, greetings, you who are highly favored, okay? She wondered, what kind of greeting is this? To be honest, I'm not sure if Mary had seen an angel before. I'm not sure if she's ever interacted with one. I think this was the first time and that's why the startle. But the angel says to Mary, oh my goodness. The angel says to Mary, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Ah, man. I get excited when I hear these words. I get super excited. You have found favor with God. Because the more you read scripture, the more you understand that the type of people that those words were used to, that you have found favor with God, these were not ordinary people. These were extraordinary people who did extraordinary things. All right? But let's journey together. First point tonight that I want to make as we read the story with Mary is that favor, the favor of God will interrupt your life. The favor of God will interrupt your life. Maybe you're sitting here and you say, Kevin, what do you mean? We read here in the book of Luke chapter 1 that Mary was a young girl who was pledged to be married to, to Joseph. And I can imagine that Mary had everything figured out for herself. Mary and Joseph had everything planned out and they were ready to do what they wanted to do for him, for them and their family. 
Okay? How many of us can, can relate to that, that it's amazing, it's an amazing feeling to have everything planned out and you're looking forward to, looking, to, you're looking forward to it working out according to your plan. How many of us would like that? I'd like that. That I would plan something and it would work out the exact way that I planned it. But here's the thing, is that we prepare, Mary prepared, Joseph prepared, they planned, they had all their affairs in order and they were ready to take the next step into their lives, a new chapter, okay? They've pieced together all the, 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 the lives, or rather, they've pieced together some um, puzzle pieces to, towards their future, if I can put it that way. But here's the thing, then the Lord comes and He says, listen, you've received my favor. I understand that you've got a plan for your life. I understand that, that, that listen, you, you, you are going to get married and this is what you want to achieve and whatnot and whatnot. But listen, I have a plan and the plan that I have for you surpasses what you can think, surpasses what you can imagine, surpasses what you can ask for because my plan is not just for you and your little family. My plan is to change the world through your life. Amen. So, I mean, Mary is here and, and I, there's nothing wrong with settling down, having children, being a mother, being a father, just living ordinary lives. But there's something when God interrupts and interjects and say, hey, listen, you are dreaming too small. Yes, you are destined for that. But there's greater. Come on, there's greater. I'm going to use you. I'm going to use your life to change the whole world. To change your whole world. Ah, that is amazing. That is exciting. But at the same time, scary. So we can't say uh, favor is scary. That's why the angel had to say to Mary, do not be afraid. Right? But imagine, you have everything pieced out and you have everything planned out for your business, for your marriage, for your children, for your future, investments and this and whatever. And God comes and He interrupts and says, hey, no, 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 no. That is a little bit too small for where I'm taking you guys. Here's my favor. You have found favor with me and I'm going to take you higher and higher and higher. I need you to be able to walk in it, says the Lord. So Mary had it figured out, like I said, but the Lord had plans to interrupt her. How many of us, how many of us in this instance would allow the Lord to interrupt our lives? You see, sometimes when favor comes, it doesn't look like favor. <laughs> sometimes when, when we have found favor with God, it doesn't look like favor. Because if you look at Mary's life, and I remember one time I was sharing with the young adults, and I say, if you look at Mary's life and all that he had planned, this really feels like a setback. I'm a teenage girl, pledged to be married, Bam, I'm pregnant. How can this be favor from God? How can this be God working things for my good? At first, favor doesn't, and that's why many of us sometimes we don't even walk in it because we have first gone at it and we feel like, nah, 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 it's not gonna work for me. And I can just imagine if Mary said, no, 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 it's not gonna work for me. But the thing is, Mary listens to the angel and the angel comes and says, listen, you found favor with God. You are going to have the honor and the privilege to house in your womb a savior, a king who is going to save the whole world from their sin. Here's the thing. What was in Mary, what was conceived in Mary, and I think we hear it quite often, that what was conceived in Mary, it was not just for Mary. 
What was conceived in Mary was not just for Mary and for Joseph. What was conceived in Mary was for the world. And I asked the, the Lord, I said, Lord, can it be that the plans that you have for my life, the plans that you say that is to give me a hope and a future, it's not just for give and choke, but it's unto the world. Can it be that the plans that you have for my life is to change the world? But sometimes we're ready just to look at our surroundings and be in our bubbles. But here's the thing, the favor of God will take you out of the bubble and will take you to the ends of the world because God is not a God who does small things, but God is an extravagant God, extravagant God who does massive things. He does massive things, not small things. I mean, sometimes I ask myself that given if you can't even trust God for the small things, there's a friend of mine who used to challenge me a lot and say, listen, we would be driving together to like a spa or a pick and pay or whatever more. And I would say, you know what, let's just go park there. I already know that there's not going to be parking by the entrance. And he used to challenge me and say, given, if you can't trust God for a parking spot, how can you trust God for bigger things? And I sat there and I looked at him and I was like, no, man, we don't have time. We just, I can't be looking for parking. But it struck me. It hit me. That shocks. Sometimes we limit God. We've put a box that God can do this and He can't do that and He can do this. And we've done it by, by, by planning our own lives in our own understanding. But God says, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. What more should we do than to lean into the God of all creation? A God who said, let there be light, and light was. When this God says, you are highly favored, you can anticipate massive things in your life. But like I said, is that sometimes when favor comes, it doesn't look like favor. Sometimes it looks a bit scary. Because I promise you, as Mary was there and he was thinking about, she was thinking about what just happened. The angel is busy speaking and says she will have a son. And she's busy trying to make sense of everything. And she says, but how can it be? There's another point, right? She says that sometimes the favor of God does not even make sense. She says, how, how can it be? I'm still a virgin. I'm not married. And Allah says, no, don't worry about that. That's for me to worry. And I've found myself in many times where I worry about things that God should be worrying about. God says, your portion is not that how, you, how it's going to happen. Your portion is for you to do what I say. Your portion is for you to receive it. Your portion is for you to walk in it. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. But to ease your mind, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And you will, be, uh, you will be pregnant. You will have a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called son of the most high. His kingdom will never end, said the angel. Mary, Mary's response. Ah, man. Mary's response boggles me. Mary's response challenges me. Because we are people of logic. We are people of reason. We want to plan things out. We want to see how it's going to work out. We want to calculate the risk. We want to see how is, is, it, is, is it going to work out. But Mary says, you know what, Lord, I don't understand. I can't see it. I can't piece it together. But may it be to me, as you have said. 
Some of us need to say those words tonight. That Lord, may it be to me as you have said. May it be in my life as you have promised, as you have written. May it be to me, Lord, as you have said. Many of us have settled for any other thing that people have said, doctors have said, whatever. But we have not yet said those words that Lord, may it be to me as you have said. It's difficult words to say. It takes faith. But I'll touch, on it, I'll touch on it a little bit later. His favor will always find you. The Bible says that Gabriel said to Mary, you have found favor with God. She did not go and seek favor. She found favor with God. Second Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. The Lord is, his eyes are going to and fro. One can say the Lord is like Oprah. You're getting favor. You're getting favor. You are getting favor. Favor, favor. And we just need to say, receive, receive, receive. But the Lord is looking. The Lord's eyes are running to and fro throughout the whole earth. My second point tonight, the first one is that favor will interrupt your life. Second one tonight is that favor will set you apart. Favor will set you apart. What do you mean given? When we go to the book of Genesis chapter 6, from verse 5, if we can read it, it says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Verse 6, The Lord regretted that He had made human beings on the earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. Verse 7. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created. Uh, sorry, let me read it again. It says, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created. And with them, the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made it. Verse 8, then it says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Ah, it's a good place to say amen. You see, in a dying world, in a dark time, in an evil time, where the Lord is displeased with creation, the Lord even goes to the extent of saying, I regret why I've made people. I regret why I created them. You know what? The best thing that would, would be, uh, the best thing that could happen right now, the best thing that I could do is to wipe out the world. But Noah. Wow. But given. But Richard, but William, everything does not make sense to God anymore. He's like, listen, I don't even know why I created these people. But Richard, ah, but Nadia, 
But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Family, Noah lived in a terrible time, in a dark time, in an evil time. But to a certain extent, I feel that we can relate to Noah. We can relate to Noah because you look at the times that we're living in and some of the things that's happening now, I feel that the Lord, if He did not make a covenant, I promise you that He would have felt like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The things that we see in today's time, the things that we hear, the things that our government and, and society is planning out and pushing out. An abomination. Detestable evil some of the things you think about this whole gender thing and whatnot and you think about and how do people want to rearrange God's order this is evil how does how do people get to a place where they want to redesign God's design this evil blasphemy saying God you did not do it right we live in a time where it is terrible but can God say but give it but Pastor Shannon, but Francesca. You see, I believe that f favor sets us apart. That even in a time where we live in a nation with so many ills, and we can name all the ills, you can go from unemployment to financial difficulties, teenage pregnancy, all of these things, you can name them. But we are set apart. We are set apart and we will not be affected by these things because we have found favor with God. Some of us look at everything and feel like, oh my goodness, how are we going to make it as a country? How, how are we going to come out on the other side? How is everything going to plan out? But you have received favor. You have received favor. Family, if we don't believe it, we won't live it. If you don't believe it, you won't live it. Psalm chapter 5 verse 12 says this. God encompasses me with favor like a shield. God encompasses me with favor like a shield. Everywhere I go, Everything I do, I am favored by God. David understood this. And we should understand it in today. That wherever we go, whatever we do, we are favored by God. Whatever the circumstance, whatever the ills, whatever the environment, whatever the time, we are favored by God. Everything that we do, every place that we go to, we are favored by God. Goodness and mercy shall follow me for the days of my lives. We are favored by God. Point number three, your lifestyle attracts favor. Your lifestyle attracts favor. When we look at the two stories or the two people that we spoke about, Mary and Noah, you read about how Mary was pure you read about how Noah was blameless. They found favor with God. Some of us sometimes, or rather let me say in today's time, 
we should not be found to be kind of Christians who use God like an ATM. Where we can just make a transaction and after that it's done. But that our lifestyles attract favor. Paul says this to Timothy. He says, Timothy, be an example to all believers. And I like it. He says, in your speech, in your conduct, in your faith, in your purity, and in your love. And I felt the Lord say to me and say, Given, you will attract favor when you, when you're, in, sorry, let me put it this way. He says, you will attract favor in your speech, in your conduct, in your faith, in your purity, and in your love. But you need to live accordingly. You need to live accordingly. See, Noah was blameless. Mary was pure. We can even talk about Cain. Sorry, Abel. We can talk about Joseph. These are people who obtain favor. But they made a decision that my life is going to resemble favor. I almost said flavor. <laughs> Every area of our lives needs to resemble favor. I cannot say I'm favored, but live like an unfavored person. You know, working with young people, I always ask them this question and it always caused siblings to fight. I'm like, how many of you feel that you are your parents' favorite? And the honest truth is that everybody will raise up their hands and say, yeah, I'm, I'm my parents' favorite. It's seldom that you find them, it's like, yeah, it's him. It's him, he's the favorite. But everybody is of that, of that mind that, no, I'm the favorite. I'm the favorite. No, you're not, I'm the favorite. No, you're not the favorite, I'm the favorite. Family, in our lifestyles, let's attract God's favor. Let's be people who not only speaks about it. Let's not be people who only hears about it. But let's be people who walk in it and people whose lives represent a people that's favored by God. Our lives must represent a people that's favored by God. Can I tell you what it looks like? A person favored by God will not complain. <laughs> Many a times when I find myself complaining, I find the Lord rebuking me. Say, so you are ungrateful. You are ungrateful. You've received favor. You are favored. You cannot complain. You cannot complain. Favored people don't walk in doubt. Favored people are not double-minded. Favored people are not uncertain about who they are. Favored people are secure in their identity in Christ. That's who we are. That scripture that says, the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the, uh, in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect to God. Does not necessarily speak about perfect people who don't make mistakes because we will fall short. 
But simply it means that we need to be a people who are loyal, devoted, and faithful to God. In speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. People who are loyal to God, devoted to God, and faithful to God. This kind of heart is always ready to receive the good things that God provides by His grace. Family, I want us to, before I get to a close, I want to challenge us a little bit. You see, the thing is this, is that you're already favored. I'm already favored. We sit here tonight because of the grace of God. Not because of anything that we've done. Not because we deserve anything. We are not saved by our own works. Just by the mere, not even it's not a mere work, the powerful work of the cross of Calvary says to me that given you are favored. The Lord Jesus Christ taking up my place, my punishment so that I may have life in abundance. That's favor. That's favor. And I think sometimes we, we want a prophetic word and we want a special word that says, hey, I, I sense the Dion, the Lord say that you're going to be a millionaire. And that's when we say, yeah, I'm favored. But no, you were favored from the time you said, Lord Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior, come into my life. I surrender to you. I give everything to you. Rule in my life, reign in my life. That's when you receive favor. That's when you receive favor. Sometimes we look at favor as material things. It's not. You're already favored. Even in times when it doesn't look like you're favored. Even in times when it looks like everything is just getting worse. When in times when it looks like everything doesn't make sense. I stand up tall and say I am the favored of God. I am the favored of God. I've been chosen. I've been set apart for a time such as this. And for as long as I've got breath in my body, it means that I have found favor with God. I walk in that. I walk in that. Sometimes we want a, a super deep revelation of favor. But it's simple, family. It is quite simple. Jesus knew that he was favored. He walked in it. He walked in it and he had nothing to prove. It's not that he wanted to prove to people that I'm favored, but he knew that he knew that he knew that he's favored. Perhaps maybe things don't look the way they should look in my life. Perhaps maybe I am not where I am supposed to be in my life. Perhaps my marriage is not where it's supposed to be. Perhaps my business is not doing as well as it should be. Perhaps my children are not what they should be. Things don't make sense. But it does not change the fact that I am favored by God. All that needs to happen is that I need to receive it. I need to believe it. And I need to live it. Receive it. 
Believe it, live it. We just need to believe it. I think many of us, the problem is that we don't believe. There's an unbelief that creeps in at times in our walk with the Lord. Look at the life of Thomas, for example. A man who had the honor and the privilege to walk with the Messiah. Witness all the great things that he had done. Raising people from the dead. Healing the sick. Driving out demons. Performing various miracles. Jesus walking on water. And yet, unbelief creeps in. And when they tell him that, that uh, Thomas, Jesus is risen, he begins to doubt. How can it be? How can it be that a man who's witnessed everything can still say, it's not possible. I want to see. I want to see the holes in his hands. Then I'll believe it. Some of us, we live like that. The word is released. You are favored. But God, this is going wrong. I know, but you're favored. But God, this is not making sense. It's okay, but you're favored. But God, this and that. You're favored. You're favored. God, I don't have money in my account. You're favored. I don't know if I'm the only one. Even now as my car parks outside, it said to me as I entered through the gate, it said, please refuel. And I said to my tank, I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> but I will make it to work every day. And I will go everywhere I need to go. You know, as soon as I press on that accelerator, it just beeps, please, please refuel. It's like, you arrogant car. What more do you want from me? But here's the thing. Is that we cannot prove favor by material. And I think that's the biggest problem that we have as Christians. Is that as long as it's not tangible, we don't believe it. As long as we don't see it, feel it, touch it, we don't believe it. We've become so lazy in our faith. I heard someone say that faith is a, is a muscle you need to exercise. <laughs> Pastor Milani. Faith is a muscle you need to exercise. The more you exercise that muscle, the more it can do. And I'm not going to go forward because Pastor Milani is going to come to me afterwards. <laughs> Some of us don't exercise our faith. We don't. We believe when it's convenient. We have faith when it's easy. We have faith when things look okay. But the honest truth is, even when they're not okay, I must still exercise my faith. Because faith is the evidence, is the substance of the things hoped for. The evidence of the things not seen. And guess what, family? I said to the youth on Friday, I'm like, you know, no wonder we're not receiving anything. Because there's so much unbelief in many of us. 
And the Bible is clear that faith is the currency that God uses. What do I mean by that? Hebrews 11 verse 6 says that without faith, you cannot please God. You need to believe it, to receive it, so that you can live it. We don't live it because we don't believe it. Without faith, we cannot please God. James chapter 1 verse 7, I think it is, it says that we shouldn't be double-minded. We must make up our minds. Walk in it, regardless of how it looks like. Walk in the favor of God every day. Wake up in the morning and say, oh, we are highly favored. As your children go to school, say, listen, you are highly favored. As your spouse wakes up, good morning, you're highly favored. The more we speak it, the more we believe it, the more we receive it, the more we live it. You are already favored. You are already favored. Family. Without faith, we cannot please God. I cannot stress it enough. Without faith, we cannot please God. I said to the young people on Friday, so there's an acronym that I've lived by for so long that it's built my faith, it's challenged my faith. And oh, I will live by it for the rest of my life. Can I share it with you? You can take it, you can leave it. It's just, it's not from scripture, it's just my golden nugget that has helped me in my walk. In times where you pray and it seems like God doesn't hear you. Times where it feels like God is just disappointing you. You know, family, I love preaching from, from my own personal life experiences. I don't want to lie to you. Two months, three months ago when my brother passed away, I felt like, God, here am I again, the same place. I don't know if I can still believe that you're a God who hears me. But I allowed my emotions to get a better of me because then I come back to my senses. I'm like, but given the Lord has done far too much for you, for you to believe that he's not faithful. The Lord has done way too much for you to even begin to doubt right now. You are favored. It looks like it. It doesn't look like it. It feels like it. It doesn't feel like it. I said to the young people before I shared that acronym, I said to the young people on Friday, I said to them that we are not called, and I think I, I got it from, from Bill Johnson if I'm not mistaken, and I just add a little bit, that we're not called to be feelers. Nor even called to be doers. Nor are we even called to be seers. We are called to be believers. We need to believe it and live in it. The acronym that has gotten me by for so long, the word faith, spelling it out, F-A-I-T-H. I hope I spelled it right. Otherwise, my mom is going to give me a call and say, listen, we need to go back to Akasha High School to the University of Johannesburg, just get our tuitions back because you embarrassed me. 
on a live stream by spelling incorrectly. By the way, my mom is an English, was an English teacher. She's retired. And she was so hard on me with my English. I still don't speak it perfect. But she was so hard on me. I remember the one time she said to me, uh, I was on, on a phone that we had back then. We didn't have cell phones, but I'm not that old. I just know we had landlines, okay? And so the, the phone call came in. It was a call for my mom, but I picked up the phone. I answered and I said, good, good afternoon. How are you doing? I said, I'm good. May I please speak to your mom? And I didn't even hear the per- I didn't hear it clearly, right? So I say to the person, sorry? And my mom, I just felt a whack on my head. And she's like, that person is not her, it's not hurt. You must say pardon, not sorry. You say sorry to somebody who's hurt. I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. I'm just a boy. So I hope I spelled it right. F-A-I-T-H, faith. Forsaking all. I trust Him. It's an acronym that I've lived by for many years. Forsaking all, I trust Him. I forget about everything that exists. I forget about everything that looks real. I forget about everything that's trying to come against me. I forget about everything that does not make sense. And I say, even in the midst of everything, even in the midst of storms, I trust Him. I trust Him. I trust His Word. I trust His promises. I stand on His promises. He says I'm favored, then I will walk in favor. No one can convince me otherwise. I'm sick, but I'm favored. I might not have enough in my account, but I'm favored. Because reason is that Jesus died so that we may have life and have it in abundance. Family, I believe that as a church, as a body of Christ, as God's people, this is a call, this is a reminder, this is an encouragement to say, hey, let's not settle for everything that we've been settling for. Let's step into that fullness of what God has in store for us. Let's step into the fullness of what God has prepared for us. Let's allow Him to interrupt our lives. Let's allow Him to set us apart. Let's live in the fullness of what He has in store for us. Because our own human brain, our own thinking, our own reasoning does not even come close to the Lord and what He has in store for us. Family, I want to make a call tonight. And I want to ask our pastors maybe to get ready. We are called to uncommon favor. We are called to walk in it. We are called to live in it. We cannot no longer allow circumstances, challenges, and realities convince us otherwise. Let's make a decision to say we will step in to what God has in store for us. And what He says about us. So if that's you tonight that says, you know what? I'm ready to step in. I'm done doubting. I'm done, I'm done shaking. 
I'm done settling. I want to walk in the fullness of what God is in store for me. I want to walk and live the favored life that the Bible says I have. That I am favored by God. Everywhere I go, everything I do. If that's you tonight, I'd love for you to come out and I'd love for our pastors just to pray with you that we may step out prophetically even out of that place of complacency and complaining and just settling for, for what we shouldn't even be settling for and step into what God has in store for us. Amen, family. Can we do that tonight? If that's you tonight, worship team, can you join me on stage? If that's you tonight that's saying, Pastor Given, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to step into it. I'm ready to step into a life that looks like favor. I'm ready to live it. I'm ready to believe it, to receive it. If that's you tonight, won't you come join us here in the front?